Hey, the recording is in progress. Well, welcome back, everybody. A much anticipated game. Um, <laughs> and funny enough, I don't even know why. But to to bring us up to speed as to where we all left off, um, there were um, some troubles going on in the Glade. Um, the Glade, which is normally constantly spring, um, which has now seen a winter move in on it. And <clears throat> you were asked by the elves of the Ardeep Forest if you could help with um, the shaman who has apparently run amok of the glade in some way or another. And after having fought your way valiantly past at least three weeds that really didn't stand a chance as you pummeled them all to death, uh, you finally approached the ruin where the shaman is currently uh, casting spells of one kind or another, only to find one of the trees has... Um, animated and headed in your direction. Is there anything that anybody needs to bring up or discuss before we start? Can I ask just one general question? So as we've been walking through here and fighting shrubbery, what's the what's the wind like? Uh, the, wind, the wind is fairly calm right now. Uh, okay. The glade is, is really well surrounded by the forest itself. Great. Um, so not a lot of wind gets through. You would imagine that, you know, a violent storm would certainly cause a mess in here, but as of right now, you're you're pretty okay wind wise. Cool. That's all I needed to know. Good. Good night. Um, all right. Then in that case, uh, by my records, the um, a tree has just stepped forward, but it is no longer said tree's turn. It is Eliana's turn. Um, if that looks correct to everyone else, we will begin. Mm -hmm. All right then. So, Eliana, um, from where you stand, the ground beneath you, you can feel the shake of the tree approaching. And this is a massive tree, um, easily as tall as you can see. And as it gets closer, you can almost not see the top of it any longer. Um, it, the trunk of the tree is probably three to four feet in diameter. The roots have pretty much come up from the tree to help it move along as it as it walks, you can see that the branches have, have begun to animate and swing as arms might do. There are no obvious weapons or features or eyeballs or anything like that on the tree, um, but it certainly looks like something you don't want to mess with. What would you like to do? I'm going to run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I'm going to go. That is a great start. <laughs> I'm going to run. <laughs> yeah, big tree. And uh, I think for the very first time, we've got the title of the episode. Immediately. The very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> run, Ellie, run. Um, but in, in her typical fashion, um, I'm going to grab onto Dawn's arm. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to thunderstep, not asking. I am going to thunderstep, and then I will thunderstep. Um, not the map I need. That's not, uh, to essentially, oh, I can't, can I move? Can I move people? Come on, map. Yes, uh, to here. So I will move like there, and then Don would be there. And I think, based on where we were, which Ooh, lots of things are moving, um, which was, I believe Don was here, or pretty yeah, Don yeah, was here, yeah. and I was here. Mm -hmm. Am I within ten feet of the tree, or no? Uh, you would be just out of range if okay, my memory is correct. No worries. So then, my... I believe I believe I was too. So yeah, 
And then uh, that is that is my action. And if I can ask, can my bonus action be to start taking off my uh, like winter coat? Okay. Okay, that's it. That's my turn. All right. Uh, Z, that brings us to you. Oh, this is not updating. No, it is. Uh, first things, uh, Z yells toward Barrett. I'll distract him. Go get the shaman. He says it anyway. Um, and then he's going to cast vicious mockery at the big tree. At the tree. All right. Uh, okay. I'm assuming the tree gets a saving throw of some sort. A wisdom saving throw. And there's going to be a little flourish at the end. Okay. My first roll of the night was a natural 20. Um, no more natural 20s for you, well, sir. Probably the only one. <laughs> You'll be fine. Uh, so that's a 23, which I believe does make the save. Z, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. That's a wise tree. A very and then the, the flourish Pretty at wise. the end is yeah. um, a, a sort of further taunt, if you would, to get the tree to follow Z. Hey, big guy. Hey, big guy. <laughs> um... Let's... Come get the cat. Bet you can't catch me. Your leaves are falling, you ugly lout. Roll. Um, you know what, Z? You can roll a performance check or persuasion, whichever makes you happy. Oh, I'd rather do performance. It seems less appropriate, but I'll do it. I'm okay with it. You said it was a flourish. Uh, that is my own freaking natural 20. Thank you very much, tree. Nice. All right. Hey. The tree's got a six. Um, so whatever... Um, I suppose if a tree could look at you and turn, you would see it look at you and turn. Uh, you, you're pretty confident you would at least have it to see. <clears throat> and then the only other hanging piece is as he comes to get me, I, I, I do want to stay a little bit of a distance. Got it. Uh, do you want to move now? Uh, uh, away. Yeah, let's, let's move to the right a little bit now that he's got my attention. Sort of draw him over to the right where he can kill me over there. All righty. <clears throat> All right. Um, okay. Then we have this vine here. Where's the assassin vine? And it doesn't get a lot of movement, so it's just going to go that far. And that's all it gets to do until it becomes Dawn. I believe it's your turn. Yes. Okay. Um, while I hop up there, do I see Shadow? <laughs> Or can I do like uh, shadow magic? So on the okay, so you've landed um, with with Eliana's thunderstep. You have appeared here right next to the shaman, who is immediately in front of you. For an elf, he seems um, really tall, tall, lanky, uh, dark hair pulled back behind his ears. Uh, he's also decorated in uh, makeup, which is you know mud and paints and dyes all over his face. He's heavily tattooed. And he, in any other circumstances, would probably garner respect as um, more of a, an experienced warrior than anything. But in this circumstance, he's just creepy. And he is busily focused on the small sphere that's in front of him and now in front of you, which is about um, 12 inches in diameter or so, about a foot in size of bowling ball or so, a uh, very pearly looking opalescent kind of coloration to it, a very minimal glow around it, just, just enough for you to be able to tell that it's glowing, not so bright that it blinds you or anything like that. And no, you don't see any shadow magic of any kind. 
Um, you've had plenty of experience with that and probably would be able to spot it pretty quickly. Okay. And does the orb, is it just sitting there? At a quick glance, yes. It appears to just be sitting there. Okay. I am going to respectfully try to knock him prone. Nice. And with my bonus action, I would like to summon spiritual weapon and attempt to punch the orb off of the pedestal. Ooh, fun. So, That's all right. your spiritual weapon. I'm picturing oh, I forgot to grab it. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Uh, it was, it was uh, next to the floor. Oh, it's oh, gone. I saw it. I saw it. Hey, little buddy. You've got to call this the, 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 no. croquet, the croquet move or something. <laughs> I literally saw it next to something. It's not in the crypt anymore. Okay. <laughs> Here it is. I found it. Where's my you, little friend? I found it. And okay, well, I have to I have to zoom out, but I'm coming. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'll make the tackle first. Well, hold on, let me get up here. Oh. <laughs> Virtual weapon, there it is. Bingo bango bongo. Okay. All right, oh. you are attacking with the intent to knock prone. Is that what you said? I wanna take hey, my you? shield and just <laughs> bam. Okay. Roll an attack. Natural twenty! Oh my gosh! Nice. <laughs> Twenty-four. Okay. Nice. So one of those nights. No way! Nice. Alright, spiritual weapon. Uh, let me see if he falls down first. Hold on. Yup. So I come out of the thunderstep just battering ram. Alright, he is now prone. Um, and then spiritual weapon to hit the orb was a 23. Oh lord, yes, absolutely. Now what did did you add your strength to that? What that was your, um, just a regular attack? With spiritual weapon, is that correct? Spiritual weapon, um, you just make an attack. Right. My all my spells because the talisman are plus ten. Right, and, and it, your intent you said was to knock it off the pedestal. Yes. Correct? So I can't say non-lethal, but it's going to be flat palm just Got towards it. Eliana, away from the shame. Oh. So, okay. Oh, oh, let me get the little dude. Ugh. There. There we go. Um. Okay. So twenty-three. So that definitely. Can you just roll a strength check for me, please? Yes, I can. What am I adding to it? Anything? Just your strength. My strength? Oh, okay. okay. That's going to be a 17. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys are in for a good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I was rolling to see how far it went. Uh, mm. And uh, you knock the spherical object. It does come free of the stand that it was uh, sitting on, the pedestal it was based on. And it essentially just kind of rolls off the platform. You hear it hit the ground with a dull thud, and it just rolls very gently right to Eliana's feet. Okay, and can because I... I one. Oh, and then for my movement, can I... I'm, I'm just going to maintain being in between Ellie and the shaman, so yeah. Okay, no trouble. As much as I... And I'll, I'll yell... Uh, would we have heard Z say that? From here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. He was very loud. He's loud. Okay, and I'm, I would yell, he's off the orb! So. <laughs> Shouting back. And that is my turn. Is that in your turn? Yep. Yep. Uh, and that brings us to Anowin. And where is Anowin? She's down here somewhere. By the tree. Anowin is going to run over here with Z. Not taking any chances there. And she is going to <clears throat> use one of those handy-dandy fire arrows that was given to her. Oh, that's not great. Uh, she draws and aims at the tree. 
Oh, man. And um, she's just too busy running and trying to situate herself. And the arrow just goes wide. Let's see what it hits instead. Uh, just hits the ground over here, unfortunately. <laughs> Barrett's like, hit me! <laughs> Do anything other than catch it, right? Barrett could have caught it. Yeah. No, I know. It. That would have been awesome. Just whip it. Don't so miss you that. Hear her, you hear her curse in Elvin, and she's like, sorry! <laughs> and that is going to end her turn, which will bring us to everybody's favorite shaman. Who is currently prone? Let's see what he is going to do. I don't even know. If you try to cast the spell from prone, is there. No, you can do it? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. So he is going to. They have disadvantage on attack rolls, it says. But the spell. All attack rolls? It says. It just says the creature has disadvantage on attack rolls on D. Nice. Okay. I stand corrected. Thank you. <laughs> But that doesn't mean all spells, because not all spells are not all spells, are, yeah. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, definitely not that. Sorry, guys. Um, well, that looks like fun. All right. Um, yeah, so you watch as he, he's going to just <clears throat> kind of scramble back while prone on the ground. Uh, he's going to scramble back to these steps back here, just to put some distance between you guys <clears throat> and himself. And you watch watch as he begins to form a spell <clears throat> excuse me and black energy begins to coalesce around counter spell and say that again a counter spell. Counter spell? All right, yes cool. uh, da, 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 which is automatic against second level and below third level and below. um well i automatically cast it at fifth level so it's automatic no, to anything below fifth level oh okay all right uh, so you see him begin with um, this black energy that begins to form around his hands, not shadow, just black energy, and uh, and Eliana counters it. So the energy just fades from his hands, and he kind of looks around trying to figure out what happened. And that will end, yeah, that will end his turn. Um, and that gets rid of, gets rid of a third level spell. Wow. All right, then. And that will bring us, Barrett, to your turn. All right. For bonus action, Barrett will activate his tattoo. Okay. Inky black tendrils now kind of hang around him. <clears throat> so he's ready to go there. Uh, recognizing that the tree probably has a decent reach, he will go ahead and if he can click on his icon, which he can't seem to do. There. Got it. Uh, he will stay within the tree's reach. Like, I was five feet. I'll continue to be five feet. I'll move around to the, quote, backside of the tree, uh -huh. jumping over that little guy on the steps. And then I'm going to, for my action, take the dodge action. All right. So that I am ready to go for next time. Uh, the corpse flower is deceased. All right. Which brings us back to our tree. Uh, the tree is focused at this point, so far, anyway, on um, Z and his <laughs> charm, I guess. Uh, let's see. All right. Um, you watch as the tree kind of hesitates for a second, and then you hear or more feel a really low vibration. Uh, you can feel it mostly in your feet. 
as some sort of sound is emanating through from the tree and traveling through the ground. And you see, um, oops, stop that. You see this tree come to life here. And this tree also come to life. And that will be um, his turn. No, that's not going to be his turn. He's going to um, take some of his movement and head toward Z. Okay, I would like to use a reaction to whack him. Go for it. Do I get advantage? Because he's no, I don't get advantage. No. He's not in me- melee. I mean, he's not. No one else was in melee. Thirteen. Uh, uh, unfortunately, no. A thirteen is going to miss. Okay. So as he starts to kind of move out of your space, um, still trying to get used to the fact that you're attacking a tree, not really exactly knowing which spot to hit on the tree, your attack misses just barely, and that will end his turn. But it does bring us to his neighbor's turn here who is going to just use his movement one, two, four, five, six to get right there. And this one is going to do the same right there. And um, that will probably be all of their options. Actually, no, this one. Uh, this last tree that just moved is going to pick up a uh, one of these boulders here and chunk it at you, Barrett. Um, oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, does an 11 hit? No, but he's at disadvantage anyway because I did dodge. No, because you used a reaction since then. Oh, really? That cancels out dodge? I would think so, since it doesn't it use your reaction to prepare to defend against the next attack. Um, when you take the dodge action, you focus entirely on avoiding attacks until the start of your next turn. Any attack roll made against you has disadvantage. If you can see the attacker, and then you get advantage on dex saves. They lose this benefit if you are incapacitated or your speed drops to zero. Correct it again. So, I don't know. Well, no, you sound right. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't seem to say that, but I understand your point. No, I think you're right. Uh, I'm not re-rolling it because I can't get lower than a one. Okay. So. <laughs> But you could roll double ones and get them out of the way if you were going to do it back to back. But didn't. <laughs> Although it was really, really or, close. Or I was really hoping you would burn up a natural twenty, but <laughs> <laughs> it was not a natural twenty. <laughs> All right, natural twenty. We're back to you. What would you like to do? Okay. Um, question before I decide my action. Um, Absolutely. Uh, would I be able to? put my coat over the orb and Here scoop it up as a bonus action or is that an action? Um, we'll say considering it's right at your feet, it's mostly just dropping the coat. So I think we could just free action that one, to be honest. Okay. I mean... I mean, it's literally at your feet. I don't know how you would drop your coat and miss it. <laughs> so that'll be a free action if you'd like to do that. Okay. I, I mean, I will do that. Um <laughs> Excuse me. Still aside. Uh, yeah, I would still like to pick it up. So I guess that's my action, right? Oh, that's you're gonna I'm... you're gonna drop your coat over the orb and then and yes. It up. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sure. That sounds like an action to me. Absolutely. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah. I I don't think any roll is required. I mean, it's right there. How hard is it to pick up? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't sure if it was heavy or something. I'm going to do that as my action, and then I'm going to... Um, hold on. 
Where are we? Ah, gosh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Oh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm this is about a six foot drop, by the way. Oh, Please. that little drop there. Okay, so then I'm still gonna go over there, but I'm going to I'm going to uh, misty step with my bonus action. Okay. To the other side of like off the platform away from the shaman. Got it. And then yeah, probably move maybe over here. And okay. Fair enough. That's my that's my turn with the orby orb. Oh, can that move? Yeah, it moves. It moves. I'll take it with me. Nice. <laughs> All right. I love that. Uh, so you currently just, so you remember, have full cover. Both of those are eight feet high, both of those walls. Gotcha. Eight feet high. Copy uh, that. Z, it is your Can't turn. See anything, so. Where are you? There you are. Uh, Z, the tree that you were hoping would follow you did. What would you like to do? <laughs> uh, he would like to cast uh, the Tabaxi Acrobatics. Oh, okay. Cool. And then run up the center of the tree. Oh, into the tree. What seems cats like, do. <laughs> seems like the safest place. It's an easy climb. All right. Uh, so like acrobatics. Yeah, please. Uh, that would be a 30. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so that's a 30. Sure. So yeah, absolutely. Z is now uh, in the tree. And I, I would, he would like to be in, in the tree in a way that it would be very difficult to be hit by the tree from inside the tree, like not by any jaws or. Okay. Um, so we'll assume you're up near some of the thinner branches. How about that? Excellent. I love that. A 30. I don't <laughs> think there's anything he can roll. Well, 19 plus 11. Take yeah, it. That's, that's awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to do, sir? Uh, Yes, but I think that's probably about it for this turn. Takes a moment. All right, Don. You're muted as well, just so you know. I lost my mouse. I was looking for it so I could unmute myself. Um, okay, he's still prone? He is prone. He's pushed himself back up against the steps, so he's kind of leaning on the steps um, for support, but he is still considered prone, yes. Okay, can I do a perception check at disadvantage as a free action to see if I can gauge maybe why he hasn't gotten up? Like, is he injured that we didn't see or nope. got no legs? I don't know. Um, disadvantage, that's going to be um, a 17. Wow. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything obvious about him that would, would have him still on the ground. If anything, it looked like just probably the most expeditious way to get away from you all and still be able to cast a spell. That he wanted okay. to, so you don't see anything uh, particularly interesting about him that would keep him on the ground. Okay, in that case, I am going to click on the correct screen this time, <laughs> and um, I can I can move and hold an action, correct? Or um, I can never. You know, I have heard that you cannot, but that makes literally zero sense to me. So okay, yes. you can move, move and then before. hold. Before, yeah, yes. you can move yeah. before okay. you hold an action. Um, he is prone. If someone could remind me, I've never done this before. If someone's already prone and I want to grapple them, are they at a disadvantage on contest? Yeah, they're at, um, they're at disadvantage. Actually, you know what? I'll do it anyway, because I don't know. I've never done it before. So I'm just going to tackle him again. Uh, strength again. Uh, is your intent to grapple at this point? Yes. Okay. Keep him down, so... Oh, 24. Wait, 23. 23. And 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 uh 
and then oh my god I can't say these words an attack an attack roll against this creature that is prone has advantage if the attacker is within five feet yeah melee attacks have advantage that is true could I see um, if I roll a 20 just for fun yeah no. absolutely sure oh. I mean, we, we consider it a melee attack I didn't oh. I didn't <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so yeah so I'm just gonna tackle him again <laughs> got him and I'm gonna yell bear at the manacles <laughs> so all right. Well, he is then um, grappled. That's my turn. Oh, no. bonus action. I'll move spiritual weapon. He's going to be hanging out, poised menacingly at the dude's head. Fair okay, enough. <laughs> I love it. All right. Anwin is going to... Uh, oh, Z is in the tree. Mm-hmm. Well, she does not want to light the tree on fire with Z in it. Thank you very much. And... Anowin's speed. Yep. All right, so she is going to run this way then, uh, and she's going to shoot another flaming arrow at that tree. Oh man! How many flaming arrows? Did, arrows did she have? Oh, two. So that is going to be plus four. Wow. Oh, okay. So luckily, she just hits with the flaming arrow. Yes. So remind me of the damage that that does, please. Uh, in the, uh, it says, sorry, I believe it is, there we go, arrows of flame. Uh, uh, 1d8 piercing, an additional 1d8 of fire, and then the target is on fire and takes 1d4 each round until extinguished. So d8 piercing, d8 fire, and then 1d4 of fire until. Okay. Uh-huh, nice. This little flame. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it burn. Plus two on that. Okay. Uh, So the second of the three animated trees definitely uh, takes a little damage. The fire seems to do a whole lot more to the tree than the um, the arrow. Obviously. Is it feeling the burn? It is feeling the burn. Feeling the burn. All right, and that is going to be the end of her turn, which brings us back to the shaman. And he does not like his current situation. He is going to... He is going to... What is he going to do? He is going to... Uh, um, yeah, so Don, you hear him begin to whisper some nasty words in your ears. Uh, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please, as he casts Blight. What's he speaking? Trash talk, obviously, Blight. Don, read his lips. (laughs) I don't need to, because I rolled an eight! Eight. Unfortunately, that is not going to be enough. Uh, Wow. I'm upset. Okay. So, Don, uh, as this spell finishes, just the places that you can feel that you're holding him all start to get very um, cold, and then you feel almost a rush as the moisture begins to leave your body. The moisture, the vitality, the, the blood that flows through your body, keeping everything going, all begins to just fade out of your body. Um you take 44 points of necrotic damage. Do I hear anything? I'm behind uh, two walls. You're behind an eight-foot wall, and he whispered. I I don't know how okay. you would 
Okay, and you said no, four not to more. counter spell oh. to to reduce damage, but that's four, okay. Four D four or four D four. Uh, four tens plus a four. Okay. Forty. Just double check, and I heard all 14, right. Four D four. Um. That that's nasty. Wait, I just killed myself. Wrong, wrong. Thing. Please don't die. <laughs> wrong toggle. Oh jeez. And uh, he can't move <laughs> because he's grappled. Uh, stay there. There's nothing he can do beyond what he just did. Can he not try to break out, or is that that's his action? Yeah, that would be. He'd have to use his action to do it, and he cast a spell as okay. his action. So, um, as much as I would have liked him to, no, he cannot. Gotcha. Fair enough. All right, so <clears throat> Barrett starts to reach for his bow because he was going to shoot tree number one, but then he sees Zeke scramble up into it, and he's like, okay, I guess he's going to do something. Then he starts to reach for his bow to grab shoot tree number two, but he sees that it's on fire. That is correct. And then he was thinking about tree number three, but he turns to see Don looking <laughs> a, a little worse for the wear. So he rushes uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten squares. So uh, hopefully that's flanking the dude. Uh, so the dude is on the ground under Don at this point. So he's grappled. So yeah, flanking. I mean, there's not going to be a, a. There's no. There's no position to flank from. No, you'll still get advantage if you're okay. doing melee attack because he's on the ground. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Is wail away here. Um, so I'll take, uh, let's see. So I want to do non-lethal damage where possible. So I guess the bludgeoning part of what I'm going to do is non-lethal, but the force part, I don't know if you'll call that non-lethal or not, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, it'll be a minute before we need to find out. So <laughs> It'll be what? Go ahead. Nothing. Didn't say anything. Okay. All right. So first attack. Oh, my goodness. A 14 with advantage. Oh. Wow, with advantage. Um, World a pair of threes. A 14 is enough. It is enough. Excellent. It is enough. Yes. All right. So that is 15 points of magical bludgeoning plus, because I'm using the tattoo, six points of force. And then I will dump three points or uh, 3d6 of force damage from the staff of striking, which gives me another eight. So that's 10 total force. And 15 magical bludgeoning on the first attack. If he's still awake, I'm going to hit him again. Uh, yes, he is still awake. Okay. <laughs> on roll. A little bit better this time. 21 to hit. And that is, again, 15 magical bludgeoning plus three force. And I'll dump another three. No, I don't need three. Um, yeah, I'll do, I'll do another 1D in there. So that's a six. So that's nine more force. Okay. Is he still up? He is. Well, then I'll punch him. Um, <laughs> Sounds so sad about it. Well, then I'll oh, punch I, him. <laughs> I, I really didn't. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> the enthusiasm. Oh, a natural 20 for a 29 to hit. Oh, man. With an unarmed strike that does 14 magical bludgeoning plus 10 more force damage. Did you double your dice already? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's 14 magical bludgeoning and 10 more force. Is he out now? He's not. Nope. Okay, so with that one, I want to do... He's not having a great day, but he's still yeah. late. With, with that one, I want to take away his reaction. So he doesn't get a reaction this turn. Fair enough. And I guess I'll go ahead and burn a key point to get the flurry of blues. 
And that is a 27 to hit. Yeah, that hits. For 10 magical bludgeoning and two force damage. <laughs> Are you kidding? Two. No. Yeah, you needed two. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, all right. Then, I was declaring that all the magical bludgeoning was non-lethal, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, I got it. Did knock him out. He is completely... Uh, his face is bloodied. He looks pretty rough, but he is definitely alive. Uh, he is just currently unconscious, as far as you can tell. Okay. Man! Um, so then I'll yell out to everyone, the shaman's unconscious, and let's see, that was my move action, bonus action. I'm done. All right. That will bring us then to somebody. Oh, the big boy. Uh, okay, so he is frustrated at having Z inside. Z, he is going to he is going to shake violently to try to remove you from his bows. Well, shake uh, it disadvantage. <laughs> say that again. Shake it disadvantage. So I need you to make um, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, 14. Now, he's got tabacks. He's got the acrobatics on. So he's oh, that's right. Ultra acrobatic mode. That seems like it would be relevant. Okay, I agree. So I'm going to give him disadvantage on that roll, which is good. So he ended up with a 13. Um, so he is unable to shake you, but he still has his move. Um, he is going to, uh, does that count as a failed attack, by the way? No, um, no, cause he wasn't trying to damage you in any way. He was just trying okay. to shake you. So, okay. um, yeah, there's nowhere for him to move. So actually he is going to move this way with you into the water. Uh, so as he moves into the water, the water's not particularly deep. But hit the weight of the tree, you can feel it, is just slowly sinking into the mud. You've probably got um, a good eight feet between your feet and the surface of the water at this point. And that is going to be his turn. Um, tree two needs to take some fire damage at the start of his turn. And that is going to be four points of fire damage. Boink. <clears throat> and he is going to... Uh, let's see, there's a lot going on up over there. So he is going to grab a rock, hurl it towards Barrett. Nice. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's only a 16 to hit. Sorry, 19 armor class. Um, and that's all he can do. So he is going to move then his fiery self this way. He can start heading up those stairs after all y'all. And that is going to be the end of his turn, which brings us to Ellie. Eliana, the coat that you have currently mm -hmm. around this sphere, mm -hmm. the only thing you notice really from the sphere itself, there's no, it doesn't appear to be any odd effect going on. It just feels like you're holding this, this sphere. It's probably, it doesn't weigh that much, um, a couple pounds maybe. What would you like to do? So right what is here. Three, three, sorry, what did Tree 3 do? Oh, Tree 3 didn't do anything. Sorry. Thanks for the reminder. Okay. Sorry. I missed Tree 3. Uh, tree 3 is going to throw a rock also at you, Barrett. Oops. Okay. Tree 3 can't roll tonight, apparently. Tree 3 is going to throw a rock. Right, finally. Uh, that's going to be a 20 to hit you, Barrett. That does hit. 
That does hit. No good deed goes unpunished. So my question is, yes. does a does a boulder count as a missile, a ranged weapon attack? Yeah. <laughs> a ranged weapon okay. attack. Great. Uh, that's going to be 22 bludgeoning damage, Barrett. Okay, and so I will reduce that. We'll use my deflect missile as my reaction. So I get to reduce it by a D10 plus 12, which in this case is a 7 plus 12 is 15. So it was 22 reduced by 15. So it's down to 7. Okay. 19? 19. 12 and 7. You're right, 19. Good call. I rolled a 7 and I got a 12. I mean... I get 1d10, which was a 7, plus 12 reduced damage. Right, so the boulder that just flew, being thrown by a magical tree from clear across the other side of the field, Barrett goes, Bang! I just kind of Miyagi-doed it. Yeah, and like sprains his finger or whatever. But so the coolest thing would have been, had I actually reduced it to zero, I could have thrown the boulder back at him. But That would have been an interesting roll. Yeah. Visual. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, great. Okay, so I'm glad we remembered to play Tree 3 out. That's good. I didn't want to miss his turn. It was important. Eliana, what would you like to do? Uh, uh, um, assuming that she can hear the chaos of what's going on on the other side of the wall, as much as she would like to look at the orb, she's going to drop that on the ground with her coat over it into in that corner and okay. uh, step out from behind here. So you're leaving the orb here in the corner. I am leaving it there for the moment. Um, okay. Let me see. Oh gosh, wait. What? Where is everyone? Everybody's very far away. Okay. Then uh, I'm gonna move just a little bit closer here. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Can I see Don and Barrett up on the stairs from where I am? You said it was like a six foot. Is that like six feet too high for me to see over or? Um, you would probably be able to see Barrett pretty clearly because he's standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might see some of Don, but Don and um, the shaman would both kind of have cover. Um, the shaman is up higher on the steps though. So you're, I mean, you could probably see a little bit of him. Oh, you know what? I don't even need to see him. For them. Okay, yeah, I'm going to use my action to cast Bless on Dawn and Barrett. They just have to be within 30 feet, which I believe they are. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, to give them both a little boost. And then I'm going to... Hmm? Hashtag Bless. Hashtag Bless. So don't forget, whatever you plan on doing after this, D4 is all around. Um, and then I will, gosh, I have like, that's it. Yeah. And then I will, I will back up back slightly back to where I was, but not behind the rocks just so I can see what's going on. Fair enough. But it's your turn. Yes. Um, actually, can I ask, can I, can I look at the stone with my bonus action or is that next? Um, I mean, you can look at it. You're not going to be able to do any serious investigations on it if that's what you're trying to do. Okay. Well, then, I mean, that would have been the preference, but I will prepare myself to do that, actually. In Fair the next so, yeah. Can All she right, do you... a perception check at disadvantage? Yeah, you reaction? can do a perception disadvantage. Sure. Like right now? Yep. Oh, okay. I'll give that a go. I didn't know. Or I forgot that was a thing. A reaction, right? Perception at disadvantage. Yeah, perception at disadvantage is a reaction. Ah, okay. Sure, yeah, disadvantage then. 
Plus, wow, that went flying. Um, wow, that's actually pretty good. That's a 17. Nice. Uh, so just really quickly, you reach down, grab the coat, yank it off, and the, the sphere just kind of sits there, still in the grass. Um, it does not appear to be giving off any heat. It's still sitting right on top of the snow, so it's not there's no snow melting around it or anything like that. If you had to guess with this quick glance, it re would remind you of the Mithalar, but obviously much smaller. Mm -hmm. Copy that. Z, you are standing in a tree. There's a cat in the tree in a tree in the pond. Practicing hang on kitty. <clears throat> Is there anything you would like to do to the tree since you are in it? Well, uh, he would like to leave the tree first because he doesn't really care for cold water. <laughs> okay. So with uh, backs, the acrobatics and his other abilities, he should not have uh, an attack of opportunity as he leaves. I would agree with that. Is there any particular direction you would like to go? Uh, e uh, east. East, young lad. I probably right. should have done my free action first, which was this. Activate, <laughs> activate his bracelets. Fair enough. And All right, I you are free. As far as you can tell, you believe that you are free of the tree's reach. And I, I think he still has um, enough time for a reaction there. Or, I would uh, agree. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I, agree. I think right now he's just going to go ahead and keep taunting the thing so it keeps following him. All right. Keeping his distance. So again, it's a wisdom saving. If I remember right. Another failed save. We made a 20 on the first one, so I really wanted to get him this time. Yeah, this was an eight. So, right, so he takes two d four psychic damage. However, a tree takes psychic damage. Uh, I believe he is susceptible to psychic damage. Five points of psychic and uh, disadvantage for. The All right, five points of psychic damage, disadvantage next time. Got it. Um, trying to keep his distance. All right, Don. Okay. You still have a very angry but mostly unconscious shaman in your arms. Okay. What's left um, of that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, for my action, I would like to sort of scramble floppily to the side and search his person for his focus. Assuming he is a druid, I would like to look for that. Okay. Um, would that be investigation? Yes, it would. Okay, and I will roll that instead of switching because I'm not feeling too good right now. That was okay. disturbing. With a natural 20, Ooh. Nice. I feel nice. a lot better because I rolled a 25. Nice. Um, Plus a d4. You know, I, I didn't make an attack or a saving throw, so. Um, oh, no, oh, no, ability as well. Really? Okay. No, it's Plus is just to be wrong. I can yeah, be wrong. Attacks and saves. But it was a very aggressive search that you did, so it's kind yeah. of like attacking. I rip a pocket a little bit, you know. As yeah. well as right. so you, as you're searching over him, just very roughly trying to figure out as quickly as you can what his spell focus might be that he's using, uh, you come across, he's got a, a tied to his belt a pouch uh, that is more like a coin pouch, typical round leather pouch. And then on the right-hand side of his belt is... Uh, the skin, uh, fur of probably a beaver or an ermine, some kind of something like that, and on the front of it is, excuse me, a um, it's a beetle, but don't don't think scarab beetle. It's more like a, a rhinoceros beetle looking thing, made out of what appears to be brass, 
and you kind of fiddle around and really quickly figure out that that's that is probably it. Um, or my interact with object or my bonus action, whichever. Can I yank it off his person? Yeah. Uh, no okay. Problem. And what was he speaking when he cast the spell, or could I not tell? It was Elvish. Elvish. Okay, so I wouldn't. Okay, cool. Um, then I will scooch back from him a little bit. So I'll move like five feet away. So I'm close enough. If he tries anything, I can uh, thank you. Um, and I'll show Barrett the beetle. And I'll say, I think this is his focus. Uh, and as I do that, that is the vocal component for healing word on myself. Nice. <laughs> Not feeling so good. So I, love it. Um, I will get back health. Yeah. Some health. Fair enough. And that is my turn. All right. Anwin is still down here, uh, rethinking her choice of archery <laughs> as a hobby. Uh, but she is going to, now that Z has come running out of the tree, she sees you, Z, headed in her direction, and she is going to take some more shots at the big tree, I think. Yes, the big tree. How could she miss? Yeah, how could she miss? That's a good point. Uh she seems to have missed twice. Okay. Uh, ignoring cover to that. Oh, natural 20 on the first roll. I followed by a three. Uh, so the first attack hits, but that's the one that matters. And that's 14 damage to the tree. So the arrow, you, Z, you see kind of watch the arrow as it flies over your head. And you see it kind of plunk into the wood. It was a good shot. But it does not seem to do the damage one would hope, if that makes sense. Hmm. There we go. Uh, it was definitely a good shot, but it looks like maybe the tree is resistant to piercing damage. <clears throat> Which will bring us to the shaman's turn. He is going to roll to make sure he doesn't die. And he does not die, but nor does he wake up. Barrett. All right, seeing that Don said that he's got the focus... Um, and seeing that the trees did not stop moving when he knocked the shaman out, and also feeling a little bit blessed at this point, probably foolishly, but runs towards... Um, no. <clears throat> seeing that the fire is doing good damage, he's going to step to the side here a little bit, so he's got a line of sight on tree one for free action. He'll drop his staff, draw his bow, two arrows... Two fire arrows, the first one at tree one, the second one at tree three. Got it. So, longbow attack. A 13 to hit? 13, unfortunately, does not hit. Dang. Okay. And then he'll switch over to tree three. Well, can I change who I said I was going to attack since I missed? Fine with me, yeah. Okay. I'll hit tree one again. This time he hits him with a 27. Yes, that definitely hits. It does five points of magical piercing, and one stinking point of fire damage. But now the tree one is on fire for 1d4 every round. Oh, look, more fire. All right, so it was one point of fire damage, is that what you said? Yep. So that is doubled, obviously. He is vulnerable to fire. And then you said the piercing damage, I'm sorry, was... Uh, was magical uh, piercing for five... Or, I'm sorry, nine points of magical piercing. All right, very well. Is that in your turn? <sighs> He's going to go ahead and move up. He's got movement left because he doesn't like the idea. Oh, wait, no. He's going to stay right there because okay. he's got extra reach. Okay. No, I'm good. That's All it. Right. 
the tree is going to start his turn and take eight points of fire damage. And having lost his parasitic companion, he is also going to head this way toward all the mess that's going on up here. And he is going to... <clears throat> he is going to hurl a rock at who's closest, Don. <laughs> Not for one. Uh, Don, you just kind of watch as this rock sails over. Airball. Smashes the altar behind you. Man, all right. So then uh, Tree 2 is going to on fire. And he was taking more damage, if I remember correctly. It was 1d8, right? Uh, it was a d4. Oh, so that's four points of fire damage. And one, two, three, four, five, six. That's as far as he can go. And he is going to throw a rocket ferret, who's currently got the weapon. <laughs> uh, he doesn't hit. <laughs> he misses. So that rock sails over you there, Barrett. Lucky you. And that brings us to animated tree number three. And he is going to go five, six. That's going to be the end of his turn. Eliana. Um. Hmm. I'm going. Uh, I, Don said that the Don or Barrett said that they had the shaman correct earlier. Like she would know that the shaman was unconscious. I don't think she knew about it. I don't think he yet. announced it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she would know. Did that. it? Okay. Well, then that makes things a lot easier to decide. Um, she's gonna move out, take stock of the situation, uh, and cast Eldritch Blast at. Uh, the tree. Let's say the tree closest to her. That's on fire. All right, fair enough. I didn't realize this. I could cast. No, it's okay. Never mind. It's fine. Ow, those are terrible rules. Um, actually, no, that's not true. A fifteen and an eighteen. The eighteen hits. Okay. I mean, I guess they all have different ACs. Um. Ooh, that's ten. Nope, fourteen points of force damage. Nice. And that's to this guy over here and yeah i guess that's it um can't do much else i will stay well mm, i'm gonna move away from the stone again just because i need to get some information and i think i can get as far as here from there 5 10 15 20 25 30 yeah right here cool that's my turn all right z uh z's primary thing is to stay a certain amount of distance away from any trees coming toward him uh, however, he will cast hideous laughter at tree number three because he wants to see a tree laugh. Oh, Lord. And that is a charisma save? A wisdom saving throw mm -hmm. or fall prone uh, or shake or otherwise. That's a 13. Oh, just good enough. Excellent. I wanted to see that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very nice. Not very nice. Uh, let's see. It is very funny, the whole scene. Indeed. Um, okay, so the tree itself begins to shudder violently, and score. <laughs> yep. Alright, uh, it begins to shudder violently, which you assume is the tree laughing. It has not yet fallen prone, but does appear to be incapacitated. And Z yells, don't hit the one by the water! <sighs> Mostly to our, uh, what's her name? Anwin. Yep, got it. Anything else you'd like to do, Z? Uh, 
He's still got the spell on, so he's dancing, I'm sure. Got it. Don. Four rounds. Okay. Um, Don, remembering people can still die, even if they're unconscious. <laughs> um, I will back over to the druid, and uh, thanking Mrs. Rengar under my breath, I will cast Spare the Dying as a free action to stabilize okay. him. Um, and then as my action, I would like to, um, and I'm on my knees near his head, so I would like to take out a vial of my diamond dust right. and smear it across his forehead into the mud on him and cast Greater Restoration, thinking that there may be a curse on him that could potentially break. Nice. So I will do that, and my vocal component will also be to say, as I kind of jostle him, and I'll say it in Sylvan, because that's the closest thing I have to Elvish, because I don't speak Elvish, wake up and call off the trees. So that is my full turn, and spiritual weapon will still hang out menacingly, so that if he does wake up with the jostle, it's like floating there, potentially looking like it'll hit him if he doesn't do what I want. So Got it. Anything else you'd like to do? And that is all of my stuff I can do. Love it. So, all right, Anna. Let's see what she's gonna do. She is not pleased with her. Uh, interesting. All right, so Anna is going to, um, yeah, she is going to run full speed ahead at this big tree, and she is going to. She she's just charging. She's got this long sword. You guys saw it earlier that looked like it was almost taller than her. And she's just running at this tree and hacks at the trunk uh, violently. And let's see what results she gets out of that. Oh, nice. Finally, three hits, all three. Um, she has so something to prove. Man. So 1d10 plus two, 26, 26 points of slashing damage. Um, Two, three, one. Uh, Z, you see her just run, and she's just roaring, bellowing this great big yell as she runs at this tree and just starts hacking at the trunk and does a fairly good job at letting some chunks out of the trunk, so to speak. And that will end her turn. The shaman... All right, so Ellie, can you roll a perception check for me, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, unnatural... Nope, that's a lie. A 19. Barrett, can you do the same, please? Excuse me. 27. Nice. Okay, so the three of you up here on this platform see the shaman begin to wake up, and he looks around at all of you, promptly stands up, and with his one hit point. It makes sense. I still have his... Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. All right. He is going to... Um, he looks at the two of you, Barrett and Don. He does not see Ellie where Ellie where you are, but you do see him stand up. And in Elvish, which Barrett, you speak Elvish, yeah? You speak Elvish. <clears throat> um, you hear him look at the two of you. No, you hear him speak uh, to the two of you. And he says in Elvish, what's going on? And he pulls his quarterstaff up and looks like he's going to cast a spell, but immediately notices that his um, that his spell focus is missing. I look over at Barrett, not knowing what was just said. <laughs> is it is that the end of his turn? Um, no, he's a little bit scared, so he's also going to back up these steps, just kind of getting away from everybody and everything that might be a threat. Oh. And that ends his turn. Yes. 
and brings us uh, back. So, all right, uh, tell me the rules again on the whole perception thing. Or, well, if I do an insight check, do I? It would be a do, disadvantage. But if it's I do an insight check, that that counts as a bonus action, and then on my attacks would be a disadvantage. Is that what? No, you can go ahead. You can take it. Uh, yes, if you take a full insight check then your attacks would be at disadvantage, but or you can take an insight check at disadvantage, right? Oh, okay, so I can do yes. one or the other. Yeah, so One of can, them, yeah. You okay. can take your, yeah, you can, as a free action, you can do a, like a full insight check, but your attacks are at disadvantage, or you can do a disadvantage insight check, but your attacks are fine. As in, you're kind of quickly gauging and then attacking, or you're really trying to perceive, but you're focused on perceiving or doing an insight check rather than fighting. All right, I'll do the insight check at a disadvantage. Okay. And I'm insight checking to see, does he look like he's back on our side or or neutral again, I guess. Oh, my goodness, a 20 with disadvantage. I rolled a 19 and a 15, and I have a plus five. Okay. Uh, wow, that's great. Nice. So, <clears throat> Barrett, you perceive pretty quickly from the tone of his voice and his choices of words, the way he's kind of backing away from you. He clearly just doesn't have a clue what's going yeah. on. He can't he can't tell if you're a threat, um, but he does not appear to be the same as he was before Don cast greater restoration. Okay, so then for my um for my free words, I will say speak in common, we're friends, call off these trees. That's what I'll say. And then I will go ahead and use my first bit of movement. One, <coughs> two, three. That's actually that. Actually, I don't have to move at all. No, I have to move one. So that's one square I've moved, and I'm going to attack this tree uh, with uh, the good old staff because I've got 15 feet reach with my tattoo, which I think we said we're on round four, right? So I've got two more rounds of tattoo after this. Fair enough. Okay. So first, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is the night for natural twenties, people. Oh, uh, that's hey. a natural twenty with the staff of striking. Uh, for a 31 to hit, and it does... Um, hold on, let me check. Yeah, yeah, that hits. Yeah, uh, it does 14 points of magical bludgeoning, plus, because of the tattoo, it does 9 points of force, and you already then... Huh? You already doubled the dice on I that. I doubled that, and then I'll dump 3 more points of force from the Staff of Striking. <clears throat> Actually, no, I'll just dump 2 in there. So that's four points doubled to eight more points of force. So that's a total of 17 force and 14 magical bludgeoning. Is it still up? Uh, yeah. All right, then I'll take my second staff of striking attack. Ooh, you're adding d4s to these, right? I mean, obviously, oh, you're not adding d4s to that. Either, but, um, the, yeah. but I will, well, okay, so I rolled a nat one. So no d4 in the world is going to help me, right? Right. It's an automatic miss. Okay. Well, um, also, so, it's. Well, I guess a five, right? Well, uh, I mean, no, that's the thing. So I, get a, so I get a plus 11, so it's actually a 12. And if I roll the d4, it's a 15. Uh, no, it's a nat yeah. one, right? So it's a miss. Yeah, nat one's a nat one. Um, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Okay, so I whiff with the second staff strike, and then I will go ahead and use my first unarmed strike, which is a 14 plus 3, 17 to hit. 17 hits, yes. Okay. So that's three magical bludgeoning plus six force. Yeah, still it, up. It looks rough, but it's still still. All right, definitely. then I'll go ahead and burn a key point 
to do my last unarmed strike. Oh, actually, since I'm using the key point on that one, um, I'll take away its reaction. Okay. And then this time I got a 19 to hit. That hits. And seven more magical bludgeoning plus six more points of force. Wow. Nice rolls. Yeah, um, <laughs> I have no idea what that total was. It'll be fun to listen back and add them all up. But it was a lot. So it was 10, 24 magical bludgeoning and 9 and 8 is 17 and 12 is 29 force. That's a lot. So that's um, 53 total. Yeah, the tree is definitely still, still up and moving, but uh, it certainly looks a lot worse for the wear. Thanks to Barrett. Okay, so I will go ahead with my last bit of movement then and step over here between me and Don. Okay. I mean, between Tree and Don to shield right. Don. Um, okay, so it will be the big tree's turn here in just a moment, but we are at the 8 o'clock point. Yeah. So I think we should go ahead and take our, our break, if that's okay with everybody. Okay. And then it will be big tree's turn when we get back. Okay. Can uh, soak up a lot of damage. Yeah, that all right. So that was eight words. We said nine words, right? We did. Okay, wow. yeah, because Barrett said, "Speak <laughs> common, we're friends, call off the trees." Yes, we we yes. said nine eight words, so we're <laughs> good. Uh, okay, so we're oh, I need to sorry about that. Uh, so we are. It is, uh, it is the big tree. Uh, the big tree is right next to Port Anawin, and it is going to violently attack her in as much as it can. Uh, but first, it needs to take a little fire damage. <clears throat> Six points of fire damage, and then it is going to... Uh, yeah, it's got plenty of room to hit her, so it's going to make some slam attacks. You watch as the bows of the tree just come down like arms. Ooh, speaking of 20s, oh, no. a 20 and then a 5. Do, you, so uh, first. do I see any of this <laughs> from where I am? Uh, no, you would, well, oh no, definitely not. Okay. Well. 28 points of bludgeoning damage against poor Anowin. You hear her just kind of ah call out. But she still looks okay for those of you who are nearby her. Uh, the tree is not going to move. It is going to be the second tree's turn. Uh, and that tree is going to do the same attack at Barrett. Oh, another nat 20. Oh. <laughs> Payback. I will half that. Followed by uh, a two. Followed by a two. The other one was a 20 and a three. So, <clears throat> so it takes a wrap of the storm in reply, but go ahead. Okay, so that's going to be um, 20, wait, 4 and 3 and 3 is 10, uh, 26 points of damage. And I, and I said I would half that because I did, did see that. Okay. okay. So it's half of 20, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it would be, it was half of 26, yeah. So it would be 13. Okay, okay. And so 13. Second. And then you said it, it takes some damage back, Barrett? Uh, yes, it does. It takes, um, it has to make a, sorry, I'm in trouble finding it. Where'd it go? Wrath of the Storm. Where are you at? Uh, DC 17 on a deck save. 16 is the roll. Oh, and a minus one. So 15. So it missed. 
That is correct, yes. Failed to save. So it takes 11 points of thunder damage. 10 points of thunder damage. Noted. And then we will move on to tree three down here. And this one. End of his turn, he gets to save. Say that again, please. At the end of his turn, he gets a wisdom save. Oh, that was tree one. Oh, and I forgot to do it. Um, Tree three is the one that was hideously laughter. Oh, three was one that was hideously laughing. That's right. So that's a 14, 15, 17, Z. Uh, That will save. All right. So he is... But he has no turn. It's the end of his turn. That's the end of his turn, yeah. Okay, cool. So he has no actions to take then. Um, Which brings us, Ellie, over to you. Uh, I'm going to go here. I will Eldridge Blast the tree in front of... Uh, Barrett. Right. Twice. Hi, that's better. Um, 23 and a 20. Both of those hit easily. Uh, it's an 11 points plus 8, so 20 points of force damage. 11 plus 8? Did I say 11? 19. All right. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, that tree looks terrible. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> Hey, it is mostly the... fully engulfed in flames at this point. Um, it certainly has it has not fallen, but you don't give it much hope when it takes its flame damage on the next turn. How about that? Mm-hmm. I will I will stay where I am. All right. Then... All right, Z. Oh, Z's gonna take out some balls and uh, do three ranged attacks with the Rylers. Okay. Um, which that is uh, a wisdom saving throw, and I think we gave it some sort of advantage. Um, and if it fails, it's likely to attack the nearest thing because it's angry. Interesting. Uh, which tree are you attacking? Uh, number three. Okay. Uh, that is only an eight, uh, even with the bonus. Uh, it's only an 11. Well, I know I hit the first first one with a natural 20. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So nice. I, he got hit with two of them, so... He's going to have to make two saves or beat. Yeah, he didn't even make the first one, so. Okay, so he's angry. Angry, but no That might give him a bonus on his attack. (sighs) Angered. Good enough. All right, anything else you'd like to do, Z? Uh, Just keep my distance from that tree. Fair enough. All right, Don. Okay. Uh, He's visibly confused, yes? Very much so, yep. Okay. Um... I am I going on him like he's trying to take in the other the surroundings just to understand what's going on. Okay. So I am going to gauge based on Barrett not immediately attacking him that and, and based on his reaction, something has clearly changed. So I will take a step forward, non-threateningly, weapons down, if it'll let me move myself. Um, hand extended with his focus. And nice. I will say in common. Ron sent us with Anowin. We're here to help. And as I say that, I would like that to be the component for casting my channel divinity, and he will take back as much of the 45 as he can take. Wait, what? Why? (laughs) Sorry, what? He's taking back how many hit points? As much as 45 as he can take back. He can only be healed up to half his HP. I don't know what that is. Got it. So I'm holding out his focus. I am giving him back health and... Bonus action, spiritual weapon will just move behind me. <laughs> right. And that is my turn. 
All right. Uh, so you watch as his wounds where, from where Barrett beat him senselessly about the head and face um, start to start to close, and he definitely looks better. Um, uh, he does take the focus from you, though. <clears throat> Anna win. And I said what I didn't come, and I didn't say it in Sylvan. Yep. He, he seems to have understood you as far as you can tell. Uh, Anawen is going to slash aimlessly at the pulp with her sword. That one definitely hits. That one's an 11 plus something. Uh, that one does not hit. And that one definitely hits. All right. <laughs> Slashing at tree number one, which takes 14 points of slashing. And she is going to stay there. She's brave. She is brave, definitely. Um, all right, it is now the shaman's turn. He takes the spell focus from you, Don, as I mentioned, and kind of looks down at it and looks up at you and and finishes taking in the scene and then raises his staff with his hand, um, firmly grasping his uh, focus and begins to cast a spell. Aww. And you see that black swirling around his hand with the beetle in it again. And he cast, uh, he is going to cast against the big tree. He's going to cast Blight again, uh, which is, uh, nope, because that is too far away. Is it? One, two, three, four, six. Yes, it is too far away. So he's going to grab those things and run <laughs> and then cast <laughs> Blight against the big tree. <clears throat> um, it fails. It's save. And takes, okay, um, oh, it makes the saving throw with disadvantage. Oh, cool. If you target a plant or cre plant creature or magical plant, it makes the saving throw at disadvantage, which it already failed, plus the spell deals maximum damage to it. Ooh. Maximum damage of 8d8. Uh, so tree one is going to take uh, 64 damage. Yeah, so you watch as he uh, as the spell blasts um, basically from his hand with the swirling black. You just see this black beam head straight out to this big tree. And just while you all watch, it just completely withers and the flame picks up and grows substantially as the entire tree is engulfed and puts off some heat. And she is going to make a dexterity saving throw. Was she rolled a 20? So she's going to hop out of the way of the flames and not get burned. Boop. And that tree is deceased because it only had 61 hit points left. Yay! Um, that is going to end his turn. And he, um, he is going to just turn to you all and say, just back away. I'll deal with them. And that's going to end his turn. Barrett, it's your turn. Uh all right, Barrett will, because it certainly looks like tree number one is about to, or tree number two is a. The one in front of you. What's that? Yeah, the one in front of you, you anticipate will not be standing much longer. Okay, I mean, yeah. If, if, if I'm aware of that, yes. then Barrett will move down these stairs to where he can get line of sight on tree number three. Okay. And pull out his bow and take two shots. All right. <clears throat> and why can't there I am? Um, yeah. So the first one to hit is a 24. Definitely hits. For eight points, because I'm using a plus one arrow, eight points of magical 
piercing. Okay. And then the second one is a 15 to hit. Uh, plus the D4. I don't think hits. Oh, plus the D4. Thank you. Which is a four. All right. So that's a 20 or 19 to hit. And again, it will be 10 point, or 11 points of magical piercing. Yep. The, uh, the 15 does not hit, unfortunately. And you get the impression that even though the first one was a very square shot, it did not do as much damage as you wanted it to. But the 15, I got the plus four for being blessed. I forgot about that. So it became a 19. Oh, I'm sorry. Then it did hit. So it's 17 points of magical bludgeoning, and then you're saying, though, it didn't look like it did as much. That's correct. Okay. Oh, well, it's something. Hopefully it was something. Hopefully it didn't heal him. All right. (laughs) That will bring us to tree one is uh, dead, so not tree one. And tree two uh, takes its last bit of fire damage, which is, in fact, a two, I was hoping, and dies succumbs to its wounds and flame and that brings us to tree three uh, uh yes tree three um let's see it is going to uh it is going to come right over here and grab that rock and hurl it back up at you barrett i think plenty of rain <clears throat> uh okay so that's a nine to hit Another rock sails over Barrett's head. Question: and... Was Tree Three the one that was angry? Oh yes, it was. Oh, but it, it just attacked anything, everything around. But it has. Was... Um, did uh, Rumi say that it had advantage on attacks, or was that something else? Did I miss that? I, no, I, I thought it was supposed to attack the enemy closest to it, uh, which would have been Uzi. Sorry. But either way, it would have missed because it only rolled a six. I'll look it up. I know we wrote out the the details, um, oh. but it, it's, I, I would think it'd be something similar to what a barbarian would get when it's anger, raging. Um, well, I just rolled again, and it was a seven. So either way, <laughs> either way, uh, it missed both of those. Ellie uh, brings us back to you. Where are uh... you? Can I see tree three? Let's... Yes, I believe you can. Yeah, it was straight line shot to it. Yeah, I will. I will two Eldridge blasts because I have nothing else to do at the moment. Jeez, um, that's a thirteen and a twenty-one. What's the range on Eldridge blast? One hundred twenty. Well, no, currently it's three hundred feet. Oh, so. okay. Uh, thirteen misses, twenty-one hits. Obviously. Yeah, it's as far as I can see. Which, if I can't see it, then I probably well, can't hit yeah. it. <laughs> Ugh, uh, that's six points of force damage. All right. And mm, after that, I will. Oh, that's. Oh, there's a thing here. God, my person. I will move her full movement about here to hopefully avoid getting anything thrown at me. The tree is gone. The tree is still alive, I assume, right? Uh, okay. tree. Oh, I yeah, just, the tree. The tree vanished. Yeah, so this okay. all yeah, it just okay. disappeared. It just is gone. Oh, oh darn it. Yeah, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Is that your turn? Yep, that's my turn. Awesome. Uh, that's gone. Gone. Uh, doesn't Z get to go? Z in there. Did I miss a Z on the way by? Yeah, yeah. after yeah. after me. Right after Eliana. Sorry about that, Z. 
Z will stay in that 60 foot range kind of area and taunt it another time. It's already angry. Another time. (laughs) It had to happen sooner or later. (laughs) Indeed. Shaking the trees. I will taunt you another time. So that's a wisdom saving throw. Oh, another nat 20. Oh my gosh. That's a lot tonight. This is statistically impossible. We've rolled like three tonight already. It's crazy. The game knows that we're not playing next week, so it's Uh, trying to give us uh, like something happy note. Yeah. Well, and I'm using my my swampy dice too, so. (sighs) Other than that, you will make impressive moves and stay out of the way. Out of the way. Very cool. All right. Now, Don. Okay, so the third tree by the water is the only one left alive, correct? That is correct, yes. These mm-hmm. two are just big blazing infernos at this point. I will maintain, if I stay here, can I see both Ellie Barrett and then the shaman? Yes. Okay, Um, I will stay uh, there. Ellie is, Ellie is probably the hardest to see because she's pretty close to that wall. Okay. Uh, You'll just be able to make out just the top of her, but the other two you can see. Okay, like I'll stay there curl. so I can maintain <laughs> right, um, visual so that... If I need to, I can cast healing, but I will hold an action. Um, I will hold a healing word in case. Okay. Bonus action, spiritual weapon, punches the ashes in spite. All right, fair enough. <laughs> the ashes have been punched. There's just a, you know. All right, Anowen <laughs> is going to, um, she is going to light an arrow on fire and send it at this tree number three. And she will Very do that. Clever. Uh, first one hits, second one does not. <clears throat> and that is, uh, I believe, oh, we have two to go. Point, that's a six, and a three plus two, eleven. So, uh, from the piercing, it's only going to take six points of damage. Um, boink. but, um, but it is now on fire. <clears throat> And she is not going to move. She's going to stay right there. Uh, it is the shaman's turn. Burp, 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 burp. And he is going to... Um, he is going to cast a spell against tree three if he's close enough. 120 feet, he is. And uh, so you watch him cast a spell from where he is. I'm not sure any of you would recognize it. Um, but you watch as this tree that was certainly in motion, moving about, suddenly kind of returns to being a frozen tree, looking like a normal tree. Um, it is on fire, but it does not appear to be animated any longer. And he turns, um, who spoke to him? Uh, Barrett, where did you go? You're all the way over there. Uh, so Don, he turns back up to you and yells, "That should do it!" And Barrett, um, Barrett, roll roll a perception check, please. Seventeen. Okay, I'm gonna say from that distance that you also hear him say that. Ellie, so do you because of where you are. Uh, Z, you probably don't. Anwin does not either. So I do hear him say, "That should do it." That should do it. Yes, and you can see. Um, tree three, which now has frozen itself solid. All right, so for my action, I will use my um, wholeness of body to restore 24 hit points. Nice. Which gets me almost back to where I should be. Um, And then 
Um, I will move if I can get a hold of my character. I will go ahead and move down here and I'll yell out. I'm, I'm getting to, trying to see if I can see Z or Anowen and I'll yell out, Z, Anowen, are you guys okay? Uh, you can probably see Z. Um, Anowen is currently behind. Right. A big giant flaming fireball tree. at this point. Yes. Yeah. Z's dancing, so you probably can presume he's, he's all right. Well, okay, so that's what I would yell is Z and Anowen, are you guys okay? Um, all three trees just continue to burn. Ellie? Mm, seeing the turn of situation, she will go back to collect a stone. One, two, three, four, six. We'll say you can get there just for the sake of argument, make it a little easier. Yeah. Is it possible to pick it up and then do a dash? No, I'm going to stay. <laughs> I will pick it up if I can and then use my action to dash back in the direction of Dawn. Sure, we'll allow that. Okay. Z, while Ellie's running back and forth with um, said bowling ball, it is your turn. Z <clears throat> uh, will go up to Anuin, uh, check in with her basically, uh, and okay. Dawn's going to want to heal that, obviously. Yeah, so she turns to you. She looks pretty rough. Um, she still got a good fight left in her, but it, it definitely was a bit of a damage. And um, she just kind of, she's breathing heavily, you know, panting from the battle, but you can see that she has relaxed. And um, and she says to you, because you're the first one to arrive, thank you. Thank you so much. Shall we? Uh, and I think, Don, that will bring us back to you. And you are the last person to have a turn after he said what he said. Okay. Well, I would just hold either. A guiding bolt to his face if he attacks whoever I hear coming up the stairs, or healing if something else happens. So I will stand and observe. <laughs> Do you want the red pill or the blue? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Life the red potion death. or the blue potion? And spiritual weapon will just kind of float <laughs> out of the ash for the last thirty seconds. It can maintain its shape and uh, also so. All right, fair enough. Um, okay, so we can drop out of turn order at this point. Uh, Z, after she, Anowen tells you, thank you very much, she's going to grab you just kind of by the chest uh, and pull you around this this side, headed to get up these stairs. Uh, I assume, do you go with her? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so she's going to run over. She's basically trying to get to um, the shaman as quickly as possible, is what it appears. And he will turn and see her, and they they both run and embrace quickly. Um, and you can see through all the dirt and ash on her face, just the tears are streaming down. And he kind of looks up at all of you and then looks down at her, and he says, "I don't know what happened. what What happened?" And she um she says, "I, I don't know, but we're glad you're back." And he turns to all of you, uh, any of you that that are within earshot, what? What's going on here? Well, that's what we came here to find out. I there's snow. I don't. I don't really remember. I I came in to deal with the snow. Where is the mythal? I have when it. He says. I'm gonna, Sorry. No. When he says, I'm going to move closer to Ellie to because I don't know okay. how he'll react when she has it. And so. I, yeah. And Ellie says that she has it. Uh, please, may I have it? What did he call it? A mythal. A mythal. T H A L. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a little concerned because you were the one who used this to sick the trees on us. So while you don't seem 
cursed or controlled right now. I'm just concerned uh, the effect that it might have had on you or something else. And he kind of pauses for just a minute. Actually, roll a persuasion check for me, please. Uh, there's a time for me to get a natural 20 tonight. Now would be great. Natural 20. <laughs> hey. Oh my gosh. Uh, total. Oh, that's one for every Whoa. single person here. My I feel mind. like the title should be Natural 20 because. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot. That of is them. insane. Uh, yes. Total 20. Wow. Yeah, All right. That so, so, Ellie, he looks at you and uh, a grave look comes over his face and he says, You are right. Um, would you, will you just hold it out for me? My insight check. Yep. I'd like to do that too, if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. It's not as high. Ah, oh, that was really close. Um, 17? Yeah, mine's lower. 14. 14. Okay, but both of you are still high enough. He seems sincere. If if he's up to no good, he's really hard to read. Um, he seems to sincerely want to see it for some purpose. Okay. I will, I will stay I'm where I am, but I'll like, as holding it behind. And I'll un, uh, unwrap it a little bit from my cloak so he can see that it is there. Perfect. Uh, and he looks around at all of you. He, he notices the mythal and kind of gives you a nod to, to let you know that he recognizes it and he sees that you have unwrapped it. And he looks around all of you and Z kind of lands on you, but he just kind of keeps glancing around. Uh, are any of you druids? Can any of you help me restore this blade? Well, not really our purview. Not mine, anyway. Very well. Um, we, we do anyway. know a few, but they're all the way in another city, so... Well, I'm afraid we can't wait. Anwin, uh, will you hold the mythal, please? And she approaches you, Ellie, to take it from you, if you are willing to give it to her. She kind of holds out her hands for it. Mm. Yeah, sure. You give it Very to slowly and regrettably All right. give it to her. Okay. Uh, so as she takes it from you, she turns and looks at him, and he just kind of glances over at the pedestal. She puts it back in the pedestal uh, where it was, and he tells her to place her hands on it. And then you watch him close his eyes, and he raises his staff, and he mutters under his breath, it sounds like probably Elvin, but even Barrett, you you don't even understand it. If it's Elvin, it's something. Um, actually, Don, you speak Sylvan. It's Sylvan. What's he um, saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's muttered and under his breath, but it is definitely Sylvan. Um, and the first thing you notice is that the flames go out on all three trees, and then um, he puts his hand on Anowin's back and begins muttering some words under his breath and you see her holding the mythal or rather she's got both hands on the mythal and um from the mythal basically spring comes out and everything the snow begins to melt all the plants that it hits that are not possessed or nasty or um deadly uh turn green the grass begins to green back up the trees on the outside begin to green. You can even feel the temperature rise a few degrees in the middle of this glade. And within about two or three minutes, the whole glade returns to springtime. Um, the creek doesn't quite seem so deadly any longer as it just feels more like a battling brook. 
and the entire area just becomes much more pleasant. Uh, all, all the, like I said, all the deadly trees and bushes are gone. The vines all clear away and wither and die. Um, and uh, it turns back into a green blade. And he takes his hands off of her and um, he looks fine, but he pulls her shoulders back to look at her. And you can tell whatever he did, whatever he used her for, exhausted her significantly she kind of kind of slumps down and is a little bit drained but she looks back up at him and kind of glances around and sees that everything's returned to normal she immediately turns to all of you and just thank you thank you so much we we need to return to my father are you able are to travel to... uh yes i'm i'm tired but i'll be okay and he puts his hand on her again and you get the impression that he does some form of healing on her it's hard to tell what are we going to leave the mythal here? Is this where it like lives? Um, he, uh, the shaman, looks at you and says, "Yes, it is mostly responsible for the glade's springtime. There are a few other things involved, but yes, this is where it lives. It is safe here." Eric's been hanging out way far away from everything at this point. Oh yeah, you have. <laughs> He's been eyeing that mythalar or that mythal very closely. Indeed. And he yells up in Elvish, is it safe to approach that thing? Um, in Elvish. Okay, so both of them hear you. Um, Ellie, you would hear that and understand it, right? Z, yes. do you speak Elvish? Uh-uh. No. All right. Um, so the the two of them kind of look at each other and, and she Anowin calls down, Yes, it's fine. It's fine. Um, well, go ahead, Travis. So Barrett will stow his bow and pull out his staff again and slowly kind of make his way up here very tentatively, take his staff, gently kind of poke at it a little bit. Does it react at all? It does, actually, yeah. Um, As soon as you hit it with the staff, there's a a white light that passes through your staff and comes all the way up the staff to into Barrett. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Don't (laughs) touch the mythalar. Okay, um, is Bless still up? Has it been a minute? Uh, no, I don't think it's been a minute. Oh, has it? Yes. With all this battles well, and the conversation. Well, we did, it lasts 10 rounds, right? How long did it take to uh, oh, it was six restore right, the yeah. blade? No, I mean, restoring the oh, blade. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean, so it's definitely no not blast. Whew, 22. 22. Barrett, the light that comes up initially terrifies you, obviously. Um, this is was the beginning of the end for you not long ago. And as the light comes up your staff, your immediate reaction is to pull the staff back, but you find yourself unable to do so. And the white light that enters you, um, it's very warm, very comforting. And surprisingly, you feel it on your scar. And the rest of you that can see parts of his scar, which I guess is probably only a little bit visible, um would see the scar light up and it's a little bit better a little bit fainter your scar has has healed a little bit and then the light just fades i need a minute to process this um <laughs> i'm i'm i'll be ready to go in just a few minutes look around do, do whatever you need if we need yeah. do something for these elves to give them a proper burial that's fine but i need a minute and barrett will Walk over here to this well and sit down on the edge of the well. All right, fair enough. Um, 
immediately following that, the shaman almost for the first time notices the dead bodies around him. And um, for the one that's right next to you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he he kind of calls out, "Who who is that? I must know. And he runs up to him and turns him over. And um, he looks at him and says, oh, did I do this? He doesn't wait for an answer. And um, yeah, he looks pretty rough. We must bury him. Uh, but first, where is your father? He looks at Anwin and she says, he's badly injured and needs your help. Then we must go at once. And they both, without waiting on any of you, kind of turn to leave. And she yells back at you, come, come, please. Do you follow her? I would follow. Yes. And uh, we'd like to understand what happened here a little better. Uh, you can tell us on the way. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll discuss it on the way. Um, we need to get to my father. All right. So, Barrett, are you following or are you hanging out? I think, honestly, would Barrett know the way to get back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't far away. Right. I'm just going to say, look, I really do need a minute. I'll, I'll catch up with you all. I'm good. But I just need to process this. All right. Fair enough. Uh, that being the case, as you all head back, um, the, the shaman and Anwin just kind of talk through the process of, of what he was trying to accomplish. And, uh, all he remembers is that when he arrived at the glade to, to essentially start trying to heal it from the fog and the mushrooms and all of that, he, <laughs> excuse me. Something in that process went wrong. He remembers that he tried to cast spells, his normal spells um, that that his druidic powers would grant him to heal the woods, and um, and nothing seemed to work. And when he reached out to the Mithilar to kind of enhance the spell, something went wrong. Um, be it from the mushrooms or the fog or whatever it was, something in the glade either corrupted the mythal or corrupted his powers initially. And from then, it's mostly a blank. He remembers being able to uh, use the mythal to make his spells more powerful. He remembers that most of his spells turn to those of death instead of life. And he remembers vaguely, as you continue walking through the woods, he starts to remember killing each of these poor uh, elves that came to try to help the glade and help him. And lastly, he finally remembers um, injuring Anowin's father. And as you arrive back in the tent, Anowin's father is, um, he is certainly not healed back to 100%. But he is up, he's coherent, he can talk. And as soon as uh, the shaman walks in, you see him immediately reach for his blade. He doesn't draw it, but he reaches for it. And Anowen steps in front and says, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine. Is there anything you would like to talk with these folks about specifically? Um, I would ask for the shaman's names. I don't think we know his name. They only refer to him as the shaman. His name is Ruvayan, R-U-V-A-E-N. Anna knows, but I would like to make formal introductions now that we've beaten oh, him up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would ask him if he remembers running across anybody in the glade that shouldn't have been there, any strangers, anyone from Nightstone. No, um, no, there was, well, there, for, to begin with, it was just myself uh, trying to heal the glade. And then, well, then those that showed up didn't fare too well. Uh, 
I will carry that guilt with me until the end of my days. But no, I, I do not remember anyone out of place. I would ask Ellie again if she would manifest shadow to see if he recognizes it. But the kind, and I would tell Ellie this, the kind that is that harms people, not the kind that was in the chest, not the mundane form, to see if Ravan recognizes that at all. The kind that harms people? Yeah, like the kind that was last session, uh, out of character mm-hmm. last session, you did like the tendril from the chest, but Donna's mm-hmm. asking to do the kind that hurts people, like that was on Electos or Tabitha. Okay. Like, did the re-kind, you know. I will, yeah, I will. I guess it would then manifest because it can only be um, the size of something that fits in your hand, in the palm of your hand. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll look as if like shadow magic is swirling around her hand the way it was Electos or... Um, I think that's the only example I can think of that she would have seen mm-hmm. to be able to replicate it. Um, come on. Sorry, moving dogs. All right, so Ellie conjures this black shadowy magic in her hand. And Don, even for you, even even though you know Ellie's doing it, even though you know it's an illusion, uh, it is very uncomfortable to look at. Um especially given all the places that you specifically have seen it. Uh, it's it's uncomfortable, and you actually take a step back from it, even though you know it's an illusion. <clears throat> and um, Ruben, the the shaman, steps forward and, and reaches out, Ellie, and he pulls your hand towards him, and he stares at it for a good moment or two, uh, trying to understand what it is. And um, you get the impression he's studying it and he looks up at you directly and he says, are you conjuring this magic or is it an illusion? This is an illusion. Just very simple illusion. Mm-hmm. And it would pass, well, yeah, I guess it would pass through his hand if he is holding hers. Yes, I, I have seen this magic one other time. Uh, the, the man, I use the term loosely, who used to be Dreslin, walked the forest a few ten days ago. I'm not sure if it was him or if it was an illusion sent to me from the fates or wherever, but through the fog and the mists and the mushrooms, right as those arrived, he was walking in the woods. I called to him and he vanished in a swirl of this magic that you have in your hand. You said that eight and day ago? It was, no, it was a little longer than that. It was just as the mushrooms and the fog started, so maybe... 14, 15 days. That was when I began to worry about what this fog would cause and where it had come from. That was when we first started to see the signs of winter in the glade. Winter came on very slowly, but it was enough to be worrisome. He was actually walking in the glade, though, not around the glade, just near. He was in the glade. Uh, no, he was not in the glade. He was, uh, it was in the woods. In the woods. Yes, uh, perhaps a mile from here, maybe two. So he doesn't know that there is a mythal in the glade. Uh, the glade, as far as we know, the glade is only known to us and now all of you. Uh, it is hidden from most who might seek to find it and impossible for those who might stumble across it. There are rumors, legends of the glade, but most people have never been, nor could they arrive at it if Without a guide, without one of us to get you there, of course. From the flap of the tent, Ferret speaks up because he just arrived. Tell us more about the mythal. What is it? Where did it come from? How does it function? Um, the mythal is, well, it's as, 
as old as magic, I suppose. It has always been a part of the elves of our deep. Uh, at one time, it was a beacon of hope for many around. As the orcs and trolls and goblins moved in, it, it just became a beacon of peace for us. It, was, it allowed us to commune with the glade. It allowed us to remember our roots and how we belong to the forest. It is a powerful, powerful source of magic. And in difficult times, we have used it to end famines. We have used it to heal our very, very sick. But mostly it, it serves as a, a source of hope and peace for the elves. You know, this war with the orcs, well, and then the Nandars, I suppose, it is not who we are. We are normally peaceful. We do not fight unless unless we have cause to do so. And the mythal was our reminder of that. What do you know of this? And Baird pulls the black arrow from his quiver. <laughs> nice. Oh, do that Columbo style. Just one more thing. Exactly. <laughs> Baird's like, my wife, you know. <laughs> exactly. uh, he takes it from you, or he reaches out his hand anyway. Do you give it to him? Sure. He reaches out his hand and kind of turns it over and looks up at you and he says, where did you get this? It was given to us for services rendered. I see. Do you know what it is? Do you know where it came from? I believe this is the arrow that killed Lord Nandar. Correct. And he hands it back to you. I want nothing to do with that. But what do you know of it? How did it come to be in the possession of the elves? Why was it, was it never in our possession? It was never ours. We, well, prior to the treaty with the Nandars, we there was an ongoing conflict with them as they hunted and raped our lands and took our deer and did so without regard for nature or the lives that they were taking. Prior to meeting with them, with Lady Nandar, and forming a treaty, well, I do not have any love for Lord Nandar. Uh, we in truth, do not mind that he is no longer with us. However, uh, uh, we did not kill him. That arrow did. And that arrow came from one who is not an elf. You must understand, when we were fighting with the Nandars and all of Nightstone, yes, our goal was to remove them. Our goal was to get them to leave their settlement. Our goal was to have them stop pillaging our lands for their own sport. But at the end of the day, those who were lost in the conflict lost in the battles, well, it was not personal, so to speak. And when we rode that one last time, we rode together, and there was an additional rider who joined us. He was hunting our enemy as well, so we did not ask questions. He was cloaked in black on a black horse, and all he said was that he wanted to help. He, well, we never got a very good look at his face, but again, he was riding against our enemy. Then when we saw him draw this arrow from his black horse and loose it, we knew he was aiming at one person. Well, and the rest, I suppose, is common knowledge. After Lord Nandar was killed, the treaty was struck, and we've been at a uncomfortable peace with Nightstone since then. Uh, but we did not kill Lord Nandar. Please don't misunderstand my, my question. I, old battles should not be refought and revisited, <laughs> and I only bring it up because anything at all that you can tell us about the identity of the shooter may serve a grander purpose. And so anything else that you can remember 
would be helpful. And Barrett will reach out and give him guidance. Well, I will tell you this. It was all happened very fast. None of us saw where he came from. He just said he would join us to attack Nightstone. He rode apart from us. He did not ride with us. His horse was unfathomably fast. His arrow flew unfathomably true. I would question as to whether or not he was even human or an elf or of this world. He he felt of magic. I've never met a god or a deity of any kind, but I have a feeling that when I do, it will not be unlike this fellow. He seemed just imbued with magic. His horse's hoofs never touched the ground. His cape did not blow in the wind. His hood never fell from his head. When he drew his bow, he nary aimed. He just drew, and the arrow flew true hundreds of feet. And as he rode away, he was joined by another horse with another rider. They were identical. I never saw that face either. Uh, more specifically, both were slender of build, most likely male, as far as we could tell. No race was discernible. They spoke in common, but but you could hear the voice resonate on the air as if it was not of this world. I did not hear any names. I'm sorry. And we have not seen them since. For better or for worse, a treaty was gained. There is no more fighting between Nightstone and the Elves of Ardeep. Perhaps it is for best that Nandar is dead, but we did not kill him. Lord Nandar was killed by a supernatural agent. Is that what I'm hearing? You know, that would be a very apt description. Yes, a, a spirit, but with substance almost. Not necessarily a deity, but perhaps a demigod? Yes, yes, certainly. One might think so. Any identifying weapons or tactics? What did you see? You saw this arrow, but other than that, nothing? Well, they were both dressed in, in what appeared to be leather, black, head to toe, black boots, black pants. Everything was black. The horses, everything. The faces were so in shadow, one couldn't tell much about them. Uh, narrow chins, but beyond that, I'm not sure I could help you. Uh, weapons. What did they have for weapons? Uh, I believe one of them had the bow, that is certain. The other, I think the other must have carried a short sword or, or a rapier, perhaps. Something, something shorter, not a long sword. Uh, scimitar or something? No, I don't remember it being round. It, it must have been a short sword. It, uh, it hung on his left hip as he rode away. The horses were not saddled either which we all found a little strange. They were uh, bareback, and there was no gear. There were no reins. There was no bit in the horse's mouth or anything of the, light, of the kind. Almost as if the horses were just as ethereal as the riders. Well, Maybe that a phantom steed? Yeah. Perhaps. This may seem like an odd question. Of course. Listen to this tune. So he hums a little bit of the greasy cat song that he knows, and then he mentions, have you ever heard of a greasy cat? Um, as a matter of fact, yes, someone was looking for the greasy cat. Uh, totally unrelated, but yes, as a matter of fact, uh, the gentleman that was looking for him, uh, he was posh gentleman, very large, rotund man, uh, smoked a long pipe and gray, gray, wild hair, wild gray hair. Uh, he called himself Riff, Riff, 
I think it was quite some time ago, a few ten day ago. Not Rimkin? No, 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 not Rimkin. Riff. Riff. Does he look anything like this? And Barrett will reach into his pack and pull out a poster that he took from the tavern in Nightstone that has an older looking gentleman, possibly Elvin, and a second older gentleman, plumper, older, probably human. And show him the picture. No, I've not seen either of those people. No, he was uh, short, short, very short, portly. Uh, he laughed a lot. And he said he was looking for the greasy cat, and none of us knew what that was, so we sent him on his way. He, I believe he went to Nightstone next, or perhaps he was on his way from there. We didn't ask. Uh, we just bumped into him on the road. That description does not match the Rimkin we saw, correct? Not short, I mean, short, yes, but not. No, not at all. Well, how about that? But he was a funny fellow, that's for sure. Uh, just watching him walk away was humorous as he waddled from side to side down the road. Quite a performance. Indeed, indeed. But no, he had nothing to do with this, of course. I know we are blamed for the death of Lord Nandar. Uh, perhaps it's best that it stay that way, perhaps since it, that's what brought us this peace that we enjoy now. But I assure you, the writer is responsible. It was not us. For what it's worth, we believe you. We just, well, without having too many details, because we don't know all the details ourselves, we, we believe our fates are intertwined with this writer, and we need to learn everything we can about him, or her, yes. or it. Um, well, I can tell you, uh, they, they arrived from the north, uh, judging by the amount of gear, if, if there even was actual gear on the horses, they were traveling light. Um, I didn't see any any packs or saddlebags or anything thrown over the horses. So everything they had, they were carrying on their person. No dangling religious symbols or spell focuses that you can see. Now that you mention it, one of them, the clasp on his cape. Yes, it was a, 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 a starburst of some sort with some sort of skull in the middle. The other one I don't remember... I never saw the other one so close. It was from a distance. But but yes, now that you mentioned it, that, that one bit of jewelry did catch my eye. The um, one who shot the arrow had the clasp or the yes. other one that meant? No, the one that shot the arrow. Yes. History, religion, check about any significance of that particular symbol. Yep. Uh, 17? Yeah, that's Syrix. Just Absolutely Syrix symbol. Supernatural agent of Cyric, or Cyric as a super agent himself. And the two were, of them, please go ahead. Not, well, not certain, just um, they were of human build, like medium build. They weren't short or tall or anything. Correct. Yes. Nothing very distinct about their size. They were uh, very thin. They seemed very thin, but otherwise, nothing, nothing distinct about their size or shape. No, no uh, distinguishing features. Perhaps. Uh, never saw under the hood long enough. Uh, in all honesty, we saw maybe the chin and below. Uh, that was about it. We were riding. They, he approached us while we were riding. Did they smell like evil? And Z nods his head toward Don. <laughs> Is that because Don smells like evil? <laughs> he can smell evil. <laughs> um, he says... Or so we think. No, now that you mention it, they had no smell. We should have at least smelled their horses. Yes, there was no no discernible smell. Did their clothing, you said it was all black. 
Did it yeah. show any signs of dirt or dust from a long ride? None. None at all. Uh, black, lots of silver buckles and straps and things on the boots and legs. Uh, thieves or assassins, they reminded me of. I only have one question. And between them and their horses, was there any color at all? Or were they entirely shades of gray? I remember no color. Mind you, this was some time ago. I didn't realize at the time that it would be so important to remember. And then by the time we knew that Lord Nandar was dead, the, they were gone. Long gone. In which direction? You said they arrived from the north. And left you, to the north. And left to the north. All right. Indeed. Did they seem particularly happy, satisfied with the death of Lord Nander, or did they seem like, yes, this is exactly what they expected to have happen and how it was supposed to go? Well, we were riding to battle. Uh, we were attacking Nightstone, so to speak. Uh, we made no intent. We had no intent of breaching the walls. Uh, this was a more of a show of force, a reminder, so to speak, that they needed to stop their hunting practices. Uh, in all honesty, we didn't really anticipate anyone dying at all. And as soon as the arrow was loosed, as soon as Nandar fell, the rider turned, and that's when he met his companion, his twin, so to speak, and they rode off together. Uh, there was no attempt to attack the city or any of its inhabitants once Nandar had fallen. Mm. I assume you've heard the name Siric. Siric, yes, of course, the god of death, evil, something. Yes, not not on our list of gods that are worshipped here for certain. Why do you well, ask? That was that was whose symbol you saw. Ah, uh, yes. And yes, that makes there, sense. There, there's been rumor he has twin sons, and I think that's who you met. Ah, uh, well, if they were demigods or spirits, that. That would certainly explain a lot. Wow, what, why, how, I don't understand. Why would, why would the sons of gods want to kill Lord Nandar? That makes no sense whatsoever. He was just retired, right? There were other things going on, well, beyond any of our comprehension, at least, at the time. Huh. Well, that is interesting. Are they responsible for this, this blight, this, these mushrooms and this cursed fog? Uh, them, no, but... I don't think so. I would say that if you have a mythal in your glade, keep very close eye on it. Huh. It's in danger potential, obviously. And I know you said that people can't normally find this place, but something well, I mean, did. Someone can if they really try, certainly. So keep your eye on it. Very well. Thank you for the warning. We will consider posting guards. Do you have the means of sending messages over long distances to people? Uh, I don't, but we, we certainly within our group have can do that, yes. Well, if we have earned any favor here at all today, I would ask you if anything at all suspicious or out of the ordinary happens around the glade, and especially with the mythal, and obviously if you see any Black Riders, that you would message one of us and let us know. Again, we're caught up in something that we ourselves don't understand completely. But we do know that, well, that Siric is involved in it in some way, shape, or form. And that's why we're trying to collect all the information. That's why we were in Nightstone, was to try to understand anything more about him or his history that might have been related to Nightstone. So anything at all that you may learn or see or know, 
and we don't know exactly how Dreslin may or may not be involved in this, but the fact that you believe you've seen him walking in the woods 14 days ago is a significant piece of information as well. So anything at all that you learn or know, we would ask you to send send that information to us. And if it's too sensitive to, to send that way, you can always reach us in Waterdeep at the Troll Skull Tavern. Yes, I, I will. And, and there may be others in our group that had a better look at the riders. I will I will ask around and send you if we determine anything of interest. And also, please, uh, just a moment. And he walks over to, <coughs> excuse me, there's a um, the cot where the centaur had been laying and is now sitting listening to all this. Right next to it is a, a short, um, like almost a bookcase with a drawer in the top. And on, sitting on top of it are some herbs and um, there's a mortar and pestle on there uh, from where presumably they were trying to heal the centaur. And he opens the drawer um, and kind of rifles through and you hear clanking of jars and he pulls out two bottles and hands them to you. Uh, and he says, that we do not have much to give. We, we live very simply, but in thanks for your efforts, please take these. Uh, one is a potion of speak with plants, and the other is a potion of possibility. Oh, what's that? Uh, the potion of possibility um, basically allows you a couple times, I think, after uh, two two times, to basically re-roll any d20. Mm -hmm. um, even one made against you. Ooh. Yeah. It is in you know how long that lasts, or eight hours. Eight hours, okay. It's in D and D Beyond, so you can add okay. it to your experience. Uh, the potion of speak with plants is not, but it's the normal speak with plants spell. Barrett will hand those to Ellie to put in yeah. the bag of hoarding. Possibility bag of hoarding. I love it. <laughs> we'll put it in the bag. Very well. Them in the bag. We will absolutely keep you informed of anything we learn, and you have. You have gained an ally today. We are deeply, deeply in your debt. And uh, the Ascentar stands, and you now realize, now that he's feeling much better and able to stand up to his full height, yeah, he's a big elf. Um, and uh, Anowin kind of stands next to him, and both of them just kind of bow their heads to you as a group in thanks. If there is anything we can do, we have reign over most of the Ardeep forest and the, the parts that do not belong to us, we have allies within. So if you are crossing within the Ardeep forest, we, we will be happy to help you in any way that we can. These are wood elves, right? Uh, yeah, they would, they would look to you mostly like wood elves. Okay. More than anything, they're, um, they, they don't track with the normal elves of society that you would normally see. <clears throat> Mainly because they're, you know, they live a, a not a dirty lifestyle, obviously, but you know they're they are much more a part of their environment. They don't care about appearances. They're not you know they're not posh. Well, they wear ears around their neck. So <laughs> I guess it's posh depending on what culture you're from. Like. Exactly. <laughs> but there's certainly not a legolas among them. We'll put it that way. No blonde-headed crowned princes. We certainly appreciate your offer, and we will remember you as allies, because the day may come where we need to call on you. So and, if my, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if my friends don't have any other questions, 
it would be nice to have an escort back to the lodge. Uh, the lodge. Yes. We absolutely can arrange that. And Arrow Home, the centaur, uh, turns and walks over to the foot of the bed, which has a couple of pelts on it that were clearly there to keep him warm. And just on the corner is a um, a small horn made from the horn of a creature. Uh, and it's all it's carved beautifully in all, um, all around the edges and everything. It's beautiful designs. And he hands it to you and, and says, anywhere in the Ardeep forest, if you blow this, you will have our aid. And what did you say it was? A what? A horn. An animal horn. Oh, a horn. Oh, horn. Okay. I originally heard corn. I did too. I heard corn, and I'm like, just blow on this corn. Why are we getting corn? A but, corn okay. uh, copia? Yeah, yeah. corn copia. Um, but it's all scrimshot and engraved and just beautiful, beautiful horn, corn, whichever. Excellent. Z would love to just hold on to that. Yes. And if he gave it to me, I'll hand it to Z. All right, cool. Um, so they they will definitely accompany you and escort you to the lodge if that's your next destination. Um, is there anything else you'd like to ask of them before heading off to the lodge? Yes. Yes. Um, Don would ask if they would be all right with him next time we speak to Lady Nandar, expressing to her that she has allies in the forest as a common enemy has seemed to unite more than just us with them. Yes. In fact, we will head there uh, shortly to express our thanks. We asked Nightstone for aid, and they sent you all. That certainly qualifies as as assisting, and is beyond the treaty that that we have together. Uh, we will definitely owe them our thanks, and will express it as such. And then um, I would like to give them my greater potion of healing because the Ascentor is still healing, and they gave us something, so I would like to give them back something. Uh, and they they would politely refuse. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, the shaman speaks up. Yes, I am more than capable of restoring him to health. Thank you. I appreciate the the offer, but uh, it sounds like perhaps this is an important tool that you may need. Uh, we will take care of our own. We appreciate it. I will nod respectfully and not press. <sighs> Very well. So you have some new... Uh, is that it? Does anybody have anything else for them? I think so. So you have some new... Um, for those yeah. of you who aren't familiar, the Ardeep Forest is not huge, but it's not a small place either. So uh, it covers a pretty good chunk of space outside of Waterdeep. And you have those allies now. And they um, have no reluctance in escorting you back. They send you with three guards, um, one of whom is Anowin, who comes along just for the ride to uh, escort you. And on the way, swapping stories back and forth about their lifestyle, the things that they deal with, some of them funny, some of them sad, um, and then two other guards who patrol much further out. In fact, halfway through the trip, you think you've lost them because they are so quiet and stealthy uh, outside on either side of you. But you make it back to the lodge with no uh, no events, <laughs> I guess. Safely is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And um, go ahead. I was going to say, as we part, Barrett will give uh, Anowin two more of the fire arrows. <laughs> no, you go practice. Yes. Says, Thank you. you practice I, with I these. To better use than, than those other ones. Uh, I hey, appreciate... you, you, you did a good job. You, it is, you, it is you got one of them. Good job. I missed once, too. So 
it is not in my nature to miss quite as often and certainly not a tree but thank you i appreciate it she's kind of embarrassed but she accepts the gift and they write Can off we reserve the right to uh just in case we come up with another question to retcon it back in yeah we've got 14 days <laughs> I know. we've got 14 days that's how um, many days ago they saw wrestling so what we could do if um it is 9 30 so that's probably end of the session this evening but what we could do is presuming that you make it back to um to the lodge it's just a hop skip and a teleport back to Waterdeep. so if if you would like we can end in the troll skull basement and uh over the coming 14 days whatever you want to accomplish we can play out in chat so reading and weaving so so how many days do we have before when when we get back to troll skull if we get back at this evening right and then we have what three days all of the 12th the 13th and sundown of the 14th okay that's correct two and a three half. exact solid days oh is this the end of the 11th? Yeah, now on the 14th. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Well, I am uh, disappointed that we're not playing next week, but I suppose it's, uh, there's good reason. I'm traveling, so I couldn't mm. play if I wanted to. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the Glade. I did. That uh, was a fun fight. <laughs> yes, that was a fun fight. Yeah. That was a fun fight. And that uh, was insane. <laughs> How many 20s! I, it oh was my crazy. gosh. That was a lot of 20s. It was definitely yeah. a lot. At any rate, so um, I guess, I mean, I'm sure I'll talk to you all in chat over the next two weeks, but otherwise, I hope everybody has a wonderful few days and great holidays if you celebrate. Yeah. Uh, early Christmas. Safe travel yeah. if you're traveling. And awesome. to you Happy guys. holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy yeah. holidays enjoy, to everyone. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.